The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah! Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it! It's the best thing going today. The Triumvirate is back. It's Ryan Drosty. It's Kyle Ross. It's Justin Joint. Reunited here for episode 113 of Top Rope Nation as we get you all ready for All Elite Wrestling's All Out pay-per-view this Saturday night from Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Damn good to be back with you guys. Uh, Kyle, you had a heck of a week last week. Justin and I, we did the show, uh, but we were missing you, man, and uh, it's good to have you back. Tell us about your week. Can't remember much. <laughs> Can't remember much. New Orleans did it to me again. Hmm. To, gave, gave me everything I had. I gave her, gave her everything I had, but uh, <laughs> I am back, and um, oof, tough week this week with football season getting going, but there is nothing I would rather be doing on a Thursday uh, than talking the sport of professional wrestling with you two fine gentlemen. Except for maybe walking around on Bourbon Street. I'm sure you prefer uh, that. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. Me and Justin, we were pretty jealous of you. We talked about it on the show. I know Justin I, I, is heading down to, <laughs> to NOLA in like January, Justin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you got that. I got I to gotta get a trip booked to get a trip booked kyle go ahead i don't know i was debating whether or not to tell the story about how our group was accosted by a hooker but i don't want to tell that never mm. mind <laughs> save that for the patreon exclusive show yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly i think you need to tell that story on our uh top rope nation extra this week i'm looking at all out guys if you <laughs> want to hear it <laughs> patreon.com Slash Top Rope Nation, no holds barred on that show. Uh, sign up for our Patreon page, get the bonus content like Top Rope Nation Extra and Top Rope Nation Classics. And It wasn't me, honey. This weekend you can hear Kyle's story of uh, getting accosted by a prostitute. Sounds like a good time to me. I mean, listening to the story, not the part about a prostitute and all that. But Hey, I don't know. I haven't heard the story yet, so I'll, I'll be looking forward to hearing that, Kyle. It's <laughs> What a world we live in. 
Justin, uh, looking forward to seeing you this weekend as you're going to be coming over to the Top Rope Nation offices to watch uh, All Out. How's it going over there across town? Good. I um, Well, first off, I, I just want to let Liam know that the next book I'm going to read is Crazy Like a Fox, but I started uh, uh, Aubrey Sitterson and Chris Moreno's uh, The Comic Book Story of Professional Wrestling. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I just find it interesting that, you know, two of the most uh, important and influential wrestlers at the like the very beginning after the whole carnival stage of wrestling uh, were both Iowa boys and, you know, got another Iowa boy who's uh, number one on a, on a list right now. <laughs> yes, we do. We're going to talk basically, about that in just a second. Yeah, go ahead. Basically, Iowa, home of professional wrestling, the greatest sport in the world. I mean, it's true. Kyle, this is not really even debatable. Not only is Iowa the dang mecca of professional wrestling, but everyone knows Iowa is the mecca of amateur wrestling. But uh, professional wrestling, that might that might surprise some people. But, uh, yeah, Frank Gotch. Yeah, Frank Gotch. Farmer Burns. Yeah. Farmer Burns trained Frank Gotch. So, uh, yes, he did. Maybe we need to do a throwback show and look at pro wrestling from 100 years ago. I bet that'd do the downloads. <laughs> I, I mean, well, I would well, enjoy it. We'll figure out who the Roman Reigns of of a hundred years ago was, was, and the Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Definitely George Hackenschmidt. <laughs> He's the Roman Reigns. Kyle, what do you think of this conversation? To me, Iowa will always be the home of Taco Johns. That's true. Taco Johns on every corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, we Iowa is is uh, awaiting your return, Kyle, and uh, hopefully it'll be for the Tragos Thes Hall of Fame at some point in the future. Some year. I've never been to a state like that before. That's true. I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, if you're new to the show, sometimes we get a little off track. We have a good time. We talk pro wrestling. We bring the news. We bring the great discussion each and every week. If you like what we do, leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a written review over on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. It helps us out. Uh, check out Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Stitcher, pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find the show. And I do want to mention, check out TopRopeNation.com. You can find some links to our merchandise page, specifically Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees is doing a 20% off sale this weekend for Labor Day. And I think they're kind of combining that with All Out because they're partners with AEW. And uh, you can find our merchandise page there. It's uh, it's prowrestlingtees.com slash Nation. A great time to support the show. Pick yourself up a Top Rope Nation t-shirt. Our newest shirt is up. It's the uh, I Love This Sport established in 2016 Top Rope Nation shirt. Uh, all of us have it. Justin told me he thinks it's the best shirt we've put out. I would agree. Very comfy. I always pay the extra three bucks for the soft style shirt. Uh, Kyle, I think you're a big fan of this show. I think, or this shirt, I think you wore it to a, a wrestling show not too long ago. I did. And my wife actually complimented the design, believe it or not. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a very fashionable shirt. It is. So shout out to the, uh, to our official designer, Tim, for, uh, putting that design together for us a couple months ago and good design. You can, you can pick it up for, uh, I guess it'd be 1599 this weekend and so again like always with patreon with pro wrestling tees uh every dollar we make off of there goes right back into the show it helps us pay our hosting fees it helps us uh pay for the topropenation.com domain and it helps us upgrade our equipment so we can continue to bring the show to you every week and improve the quality as we go on 
So Justin mentioned it a, a minute ago here. The Pro Wrestling Illustrated 500 is out. PWI 500. And this is something that gets people talking every year it's released. I think all of us probably as kids really looked forward to it. Um, with the advent of the internet, it's kind of seemed like not as big of a deal. Or maybe that's just me getting older. Uh, but I remember just waiting for that issue to come out every year when I was a kid. You guys have any memories of, of the PWI 500, Kyle? Whenever I think of the PWI 500, I think of, what was it, 97, the year they had Dean Malenko number one. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, wow, they're trying to be, you know, you know, so off the wall and stuff like that. That's the, honestly, that's the only number one I can remember in the history of the gimmick. Say another kind of random one was uh, Van Dam in 2002. Not that he had a bad 2002, but just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Or look, it's just a random one that jumps out at me. You know what's funny is Dean Malenko. Well, if it came out in '97, so it's halfway. Dean Malenko didn't even really have like a great like previous 12 months, did he? And I mean, it, not, it, I mean, it's when the cruiserweight division obviously was hot. Yeah, but I can't think of like a specific. I mean, I, I I like his matches with Ray from like the late '96 pay-per-views better than a lot of other people. But um, yeah, I don't really like remember a lot of great Dean Malenko matches in 1997. To be honest with you, if well, anything, he was kind of like he was kind of like an afterthought in the cruiserweight division. He had lost the title early in the year, and um, he really didn't become a player till you know Jericho got him over in '98. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the number ones down this list, I've, I found the listing here of every year. There's definitely some people you could take issue with. I mean, it, it's kind of a kayfabe list. Yeah. I mean, 95 had Big Daddy Cool Diesel, number one wrestler in the world. Um, you know, that was the year that he held the title most of the year. Uh, Hogan was the number one in 91. Now, obviously, Hogan wasn't the best wrestler in the world in 1991, but biggest star, you know, perhaps. Uh Austin won at 98-99. I could definitely make a case for that. Michaels in 96. Brett won at 93-94. and 94. And then as you go through the, the 2000s, Triple H, Angle, RVD, Lesnar, Benoit, Batista, Cena back-to-back years, Orton, Triple H, AJ Styles in 2010. Uh, and then we got Miz in 2011, Punk in 2012, Cena in 13, Daniel Bryan in 14, Rollins, 15, Reigns, Okada, Omega, and now Rollins again this year. So I know you've all seen the list, the top 10. you have any thoughts, anything that jumps right out at you? Let me, go, let me throw it to Justin first. Um, nothing really. You know, I don't really take this list too seriously, but uh, I'd say Will Ospreay uh, feels a little low. Um, I think it's cool to see Gargano on there. Um do, do I dare say Brian feels a little high? Yeah. Uh, but, I uh, I mean, it's, it seems to be fine for the most part. Brian and Styles both might be a little high, but, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Kyle? I mean, I only think the only interesting thing about it is the reaction on Twitter. Like some people <laughs> celebrating it. And then, like, you have, you know, the Pete Duns of the world who, like, really, you know, he's pissed. Weren't afraid to, uh, <laughs> yeah, poop in the soup. Yeah. As we say on this program sometimes. <laughs> As you say on this program sometimes. I love it. You guys have never said that? I've never said it. I think that's oh. your line. It might have to be a t-shirt. 
Wouldn't be the first time a Kyle yeah. quote goes on a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really have no I mean, it's always like this thing where it treads between kayfabe and, you know, message boards, I guess. Or the inner, I mean, the or the the internet, for lack of a for a very general term, it tries to kind of you know merge those two worlds and and come up with you know one and whatever. Seth Rollins is not the best wrestler in the world. Okay, he's just. I mean, if you want to take, there you go. Yeah, I mean, an awful take. He can make an argument. He he could go in the top five. I wouldn't put him number one. Um. I, I don't see I, any scenario where you don't have Will Ospreay number one in 2019, though. I would say of the of the ten people here, you have the top ten on our show notes. Thank you for providing that. Seth would be no higher than like eighth of my favorite of these ten to watch. But you, but you guys are judging it different from how they judge it, obviously. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm just judging, yeah, like how, you know, how I like them as a worker and how I think they've done, yeah. I mean, I could see it, Seth, I mean, Seth Rollins won, um, you know, a major title at WrestleMania. Um, he is always a pushed guy, so, you know. I mean, I can see why he's their number one. I just, I'm just saying that I, I don't think Seth Rollins is the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, beat Brock twice at the biggest shows of the year. That I mean, that's that gets to the kayfabe aspect of this. It's not mm-hmm. it's not your Dave Meltzer best technical wrestler award or anything like that, or be, you know best wrestler award. The, the and for Flair the record, I mean, award or whatever that he gives. Yeah, out. I mean, and for the record, I mean, I think we you know again we're objective on this program. Um, you know, if you'd like us not to be, then please send us cash, and I'll feel free to just be biased towards you and your opinions. But um, you know, we we take umbrage with Meltzer's rank sometimes too. It's a list. I mean, this is. This one's a little sillier. I mean, I think if someone's like, you know, walking around in the locker room this weekend bragging about their PWI number, that's pretty silly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me, Brian is probably the most out of place on this list. Uh, big time star, so of course you understand why he's ranked where he is, but he he hasn't had like the blow away matches this year. I would disagree with that. Really? I thought Daniel, I think Daniel Bryan... Honestly, I, I like Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan's had a better year than Seth Rollins last 12 months. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I'd agree with that. I mean, he had, I mean, the match with Styles on SmackDown last year. Um, Kofi at Mania. You know, just his job getting Kofi over in that program. Um, you know, I think there have been some, there have been some usage issues with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, you could argue between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, uh, honestly, both years, 2018 and 2019, you could argue that he was not properly utilized. Well, but, yeah. I mean, he did a great job with that heel turn, and, you know, um, we shall see. No, yeah, I love the heel turn. I'm just saying, like, like you said, Seth Rollins is not the best wrestler in the world. Brian is not number two. I mean... I could not. I could not put Brian above Kofi this year. I couldn't put him above Osprey this year. I couldn't put him above Okada or Tanahashi. Like none of those guys. 
In terms of like just the year, like I mean, again, I mean, I, I guess it just depends how you're looking at it. I don't know. I mean, as a as an in ring performer, I'll put Daniel Bryan up against anybody in the world. I w- I would too. I'm just saying that this year he hasn't had that kind of work in the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, yeah, there have been usage issues with him. Whereas with Seth, I mean, Seth is generally just pushed whether you like him or not is is pushed as always as a top guy and is kept strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is I mean, the difference between those two? Yeah, again, it's 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 kind of a kayfabe list. It's not how we would rank our top ten for sure, mm-hmm. as Justin said. Uh, Justin, any closing thoughts? Baron Corbin, twenty twenty. <laughs> Let the push begin. The march to the top of the PWI five hundred for Baron Corbin commences. Fall twenty nineteen. All right. Let's move on to All Out. This is this is what people are probably tuning in for. It's uh, one of the most anticipated pay-per-views of the year. Obviously, it's the last show for AEW before they hit the airwaves on TNT for their live show. Now, there is going to be a highlights package on Friday night this week on TNT, so the first time they've really aired their footage. But, uh, yeah, I mean, long. the show's been long sold out, sold out in minutes. was, I can tell you from experience, pretty much impossible to get tickets to. Uh, I will say the market for scalping tickets has really nosedived this week. I, I kind of made the decision that I wasn't going to go a couple weeks ago. I had a, a room reserved, uh, but right before I was going to have to pay for the room in advance, the, like that date, I decided to cancel it. And there's a few other reasons that I'm not going to get into on the air. But in the end, I couldn't I couldn't make the trip. But I have been watching the, the resale value, and man, those tickets are going down quickly this week in price. And people are getting nervous. You can tell there was a lot of people that bought it solely to scalp the tickets. And uh, they've gone down quite a bit. I know a couple weeks ago, you could not get in the building for less than like $175. And uh, there's plenty of tickets on there now below $175, including on the lower level. So, yeah, they, they have gone down. It's apparently a similar deal with the TNT debut, too. Yeah, those are bought up by lots of scalpers. There's some pretty yeah. cheap tickets for that one. Yeah, apparently, you know, I don't know. Apparently, Dave Meltzer's claim that they could have done 93,175 people <laughs> <laughs> may not be accurate. Yeah, like, as we talked about on the show at the time, that was a freaking ridiculous statement. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know how he, he can make that assessment from an on sale for, you know, a, a company that hasn't run that many shows. Now, we're all very excited about all elite, all elite wrestling but uh i think some people have gone overboard that's for sure including dave at times but uh, i just pulled up the tickets for the capital one arena the tnt debut you can get in the building cheapest ticket on StubHub right now nine dollars and 18 cents and there is several tickets at nine dollars ten dollars eleven dollars twelve dollars a lot of them i mean they're all, these are all upper deck but yeah, so let's look at the card. Let's give our predictions. Let's see uh, who we think is going to go over. Let's start with uh, the pre-show matches. Okay, so I'm going to go this tag match. This is one people are looking forward to a lot, at least on my Twitter timeline. I'm seeing people saying this could be match of the night, and that's Private Party, who the Young Bucks just worked what was supposed to be a banger of a match a couple weeks ago. I haven't seen it. I don't know if either of you saw it, but the Young Bucks worked them. Was it House of Glory Wrestling? Yes. Yeah, and that was supposed to be a really good match. Private Party against uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. Throw it around the horn here. Thoughts on this one, Kyle? So they did announce also that Private Party is going to work the Young Bucks in the first round of the tournament. Mm -hmm. So 
That has me picking them because I think you're going to want them to the uh, private party to look kind of strong going into that match. Um, I know Angelico and Jack Evans, they have yet to win in this promotion. So if they lose again, you know, maybe you run the risk of, eh, this is kind of like a lower rung team. But to me, I, I don't know. I would put private party over um, to kind of build up uh, some intrigue for that match with the Bucks in the AEW tag title tournament. I can't remember which show was it. I think it's the Boston show it's taking place at. Bucks yes. are going to wrestle private party. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I would, with that having been announced, um, I would put private party over here. Mm-hmm. Justin. I'm big, uh, big Angelico and Evans fan, but uh, I think private parties, obviously, obviously kind of the big up and comer. And I, Definitely foresee them getting the the win here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with the rationale too. If they're going to work the Bucks, you can't have them lose here. I wouldn't think so. That would be because my I pick. mean, yeah, I mean they're going to be like the underdog team going into that match, right? Like no one's really going to buy them as winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and truthfully, they're not going to win. <laughs> I'd be shocked if they did. So you at least want to have some intrigue for that match. Yeah. Uh, And then the other pre-show match is the Women's Casino Battle Royale. It's got 21 women in it. The winner gets the match uh, against another winner from later in the night. We'll get to that match here in a little bit. They'll face off for the AEW Women's World Championship on the first edition of AEW on TNT on October 2nd. Um, You know, they got several big names in in the match here. Uh, Specifically, you know, you got Nyla Rose... You got Brent Baker, Awesome Kong, who's getting a lot of publicity because of Glow, obviously. So she's she's got the star power now. Uh, do you guys watch Glow, by the way? No, I, I watched like the first season. I don't know. I just wasn't that into it, to be honest with you. Justin? I watched the first season, uh, liked it, but uh, for whatever reason, never jumped back into it. Okay, well... I've seen all three seasons. I thought the first two were really good. Uh, season three was not as good as the first two, in my opinion. It was it was still okay, but there's way less wrestling in season three, and uh, I felt like it, it kind of made it not as good. Too much just other drama. Uh, but the best episode of season three happens to be the one that has the most wrestling in it. Surprise, surprise. I think it was oh. episode five. But uh, yeah, it's it's still obviously very very popular. Uh, for Netflix, and I mean, you could you could make the argument for Kong uh, because of that you know, they get some publicity, mm. but I would not do that. I I would probably go Britt Baker. I think she, of of everyone in this match, she's the one that uh, has a pretty high ceiling. They've been they've been putting a lot of uh, promotion behind her over the last several months, especially from when they when they signed her. She has a cool story being the real-life dentist and everything. Uh, I'm going to go with Britt Baker. Kyle? Well, I think what's interesting is half of the participants are TBA. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, is there any big names in that list, or is it just going to be filler? Or is it going to be a combination of both? It's going to be, like, one big name and a lot of filler. Um, looking at the names that are announced of the 11, the only ones that – could win would be Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Brandy, or Awesome Kong. Um, it would be really interesting if Brandy won because that would then maybe give you some insight as to um, 
how they're going to do the division. You know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, there's been some debate of that online. Like, I, I think AEW's women's division, and look, we're real early. There's no denying that. So, I mean, this isn't like it intended to be a harsh criticism or anything. I'm not sure if it knows what it wants to be quite yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they they've tried to import some talent from around the world. At the same time that you have Brandy Rhodes matches, um, and look, not everything has to be the same. You you can have both, but um, as far as determining the champion, it's very interesting. I, I don't think anyone has really stepped up um, where it's like, oh, it's got to be her. Mm-hmm. There just isn't that person. Um, so th- this is very difficult to call. Um, I'll go with Awesome Kong, but okay. I have no confidence in the pick whatsoever. <laughs> Justin? I don't know. I was just trying to think of which one makes for the best matchup against the eventual winner of the, uh, the main show women's match. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're, they're both, you know, for the American market, two pretty relative unknowns. Um, and I'd say even in that regards do, I don't know if we know if they're really, uh, baby faces or heels for that matter. Um, I, I agree with, uh, you guys, uh, specifically Kyle about there's really only four here that can actually win it. Um, boy, I want to say Nyla Rose, but I'm going to go with, uh, Brandy Rhodes with some shenanigans. So yeah, with Brandy winning, does that feel like two WWE? That would be a valid complaint. Mm-hmm. I can All see right. it happening well, though. Okay. It's only a valid complaint for people who call things to WWE. You know, if you think being to WWE is a bad thing, then it's a complaint. Like, it, there's nothing wrong if it's Brandy Rhodes, if there's, like, a direction. But, like, to me, if you're trying to be an alternative, if you are trying to be an alternative and, and you're trying to, you know, kind of feed into an audience who already believes it. Oh, everything WWE does is bad. Well, you're right that it, it, it is kind of WWE esque. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess that depends on what they're going to be going for with this, you know, inaugural women's championship match. Is it going to be about a story in which case you have somebody like Brandy Rhodes or maybe an awesome Kong win, or is it just about match quality in which case, you know, maybe you're just going Britt Baker. <laughs> I'll say this. Nyla Rose did get some time in the road all out specials. You know, when they, when they were building this matchup, I did like Jake, the snake Roberts is the dealer, by the way, burning a heater mm-hmm. behind the table. There's some complaints about that, by the way. Did you see that? I thought I saw quite a few people complaining about him smoking being in the video. I thought that was, that was a bit much for me. I thought it was cool. Oh no. Yeah. I, I saw some complaints on the Twitter.com about that. God, I just, man, I just, you know, I knew something was wrong when I watched that all out. I, I watched it and all of a sudden I, just, I had this itch to start just smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Who was this Jake Roberts promoting cigarettes? God, I know, man. I just, God, I just was like, please, please. I know that the taxes are so high on cigarettes these days, but I, I need to get a $10 pack of Marlboros now that Jake Roberts did. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> Jesus effing Christ. <laughs> All right, so that's the pre-show. 
Uh, let's get into the main card now. I'm going to start us off with the six-man tag team match. We got a boy and his dinosaur, which I've mentioned before, a team I absolutely love. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy teaming up with Marco Stunt, who's a guy they've worked with on the independents quite a lot in the past. And uh, they're taking on SCU, SoCal Uncensored. Uh, it should be a fun match. <laughs> or SoCal Unlimited, as they were announced at the weigh-ins today. That was a oh, they were? Snaf- a snafu that uh, was mocked by saying, oh, don't worry, we'll get it in the uh, post uh, the post edit. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky, for those that do not know. Um, again, it, it should be a good match for me. I feel like on this one, it, it'll be fun. They'll have comedy mixed in, of course, with some of these characters in the match. I just love the look of Luchasaurus. I, I think this guy is awesome. He's just a great character for pro wrestling. I just see the merchandising potential with him down the line. Um, I think, though, that SCU is going to get the win here because they want this faction to be taken seriously. And I feel like Marco Stunt's involvement is, you know, he could be the guy to take the pin. So I don't think Luchasaurus or Jungle Boy will get pinned. I think Stunt will get pinned, but SCU will win the match, Kyle. See, I can see this match opening the pay-per-view proper, and I think the crowd really wants to get behind Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. And with them not winning uh, at Fight for the Fallen, I would give them a win here. Um, SoCal Uncensored, you know, I've used this term before on the program, uh, utility role. You know, I use it often in reference to Samoa Joe and WWE. You know, I think there could be some debate whether he's deserving of more than that, but whatever. Um, I see SoCal Uncensored kind of being in that utility role uh, here in AEW where they can be moved up and down the card, um, but they're not going to be top guys. I just think Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy need a win here. Mm -hmm. It would be be a good thing. You know, know, has SoCal Uncensored, I'm trying to think, they won a double or nothing. So it's not like they haven't won before. Um, I, I, I just I just lean towards Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, how much they got over at Fight for the Fall and uh, yet didn't win. I think the crowd wants to see him win. Um, I could see it opening the pay-per-view. So I'll pick them. All right. Justin. Wow. So, like, when you first brought up this match, I was 100% dead set on Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Stunt. And then hearing Ryan, I was like, oh, shit, he's right. It's it's going to be SoCal and Sunter. Uh, Marco Stun is right there to take the pinfall. And then I think Kyle made me come back around to uh, my initial thoughts. So I'm just going to go with my heart and just hope for the Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy win. <laughs> Kyle is much smarter than I am, so that's probably a, a good choice on your part. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you make sense, yes. That's true. I, I mean, I can see it. It's it's a it's a tough it's a tough call. I'm, I mean, I'm still going to go with my original pick, but okay, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't you know say that the promotion is dead if SCU wins by any means, but uh, yeah, I just think I don't know. Luchasaurus Jungle Boy, they just that was you know an act a lot of people were talking about. They need to win. Mm-hmm. All right, it's going to be really interesting to see how they're presumably because you you would assume they're going to be in the tag title tournament how they're handled in that because i don't see them winning yeah no i agree but i i can see a lot of people wanting them to mm-hmm. absolutely yeah we shall see uh the cracker barrel clash here we go you want to hear a story <laughs> about me and cracker bro um 
I'm going to tell it anyway. Yes, I do want to okay. hear it. <laughs> okay. So I've only been to a Cracker Barrel once. Uh, it was just, you know, a few exits off where I lived. Um, I met uh, a guy who was doing my taxes at the time. This was like, God, almost 10 years ago. Next day, someone was murdered at that Cracker Barrel. Good Lord. Yeah. Never gone back. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I also have a Cracker Barrel story. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. I think I've only. You... I think I've also only been there once. He he murdered somebody out of Crackle Barrel. <laughs> at this very Cracker Barrel. <laughs> hey, the next day. God damn it! <laughs> no, I was in a Brooklyn Police. I have found your man. <laughs> we shouldn't joke about that. Uh, really did they actually find the guy? Yeah, I think they did. Okay, that's good. Uh, no, I was in St. Louis, Missouri. This was probably four years ago. Uh, it was before the Rams moved. And uh, it was right before they moved then, I guess. Because what year did the Rams move? 16? It was around that. It hasn't yeah. been too long. I know the Rams were still there, though, because of this story. So we go in this Cracker Barrel, me and my wife. And we had the most awkward waiter I've ever had in my life. He just would, like, I felt like I was on punked or something. The guy would just, like, come up to us and just kind of, like, look and not say anything and just stand there. And we're like, uh, yeah, we'd like drinks. <laughs> and I was wearing a Chicago Bears shirt. And uh, he made the joke of, uh, you know, we're we're in the wrong area to be wearing that shirt. And I was like, oh, I wasn't aware there was a big rivalry between the St. Louis Rams and Chicago Bears. But all right. And uh, he starts just ranting. And he's like, well, he's like, at least the Rams have won a Super Bowl. And I was like you do realize the Chicago Bears have won a Super Bowl. And he's like, no, when? And I was like, it's like one of the most famous football teams of all time, the 85 Bears. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then I was like, hey, I'm from Iowa. You should be thanking me for that Super Bowl. He's like, why? I'm like, the quarterback, he went to school up and he's from Iowa. He's like, huh? I'm like, Kurt Warner, you remember the whole story? Guy working at the grocery store. Ah, oh, whatever. It was so awkward. Like, he, he clearly didn't know anything about football, but he was trying to give me a hard time, and it, it did not go well for him. It was very clear this guy didn't know anything about football, but my wife and I left very uncomfortable, and that was my one experience at Cracker Barrel. So not as good of an experience as the Young Bucks apparently have there every time they go there. Justin, tell us why you're not going back to Cracker Barrel ever again now. <laughs> I've had nothing but good experiences. Oh, okay. There we go. I don't even know what the closest Cracker Barrel is to me. They don't, they don't have much of them up here. I know there's one in Des Moines. That's the one I went to. Yeah. A couple hours away. Well, this is the uh, the shameless uh, <laughs> get a plug-in for Cracker Barrel match. What's what's the word? It's the, the promotional match. Uh, it's going to be a... I guess probably get some weapons involved here for sure. Obviously, total bump of, fest. Yeah, yeah, hardcore ish match, and uh, I also think this one is pretty hard to pick a winner. I mean, you look at these guys. I feel like Jimmy Havoc is a guy who they could do something with, but he just—I don't know. So far, he hasn't really clicked in a. They haven't. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Janela. Uh, you know, he's lost every match he's had in AEW, so he could get the win. You know, he made a lot of headlines with Moxley in the match that they had. And Darby Allen, you know, his his uh, involvement with Cody Rhodes, that kind of put him on the map for this organization, and you could see him winning. Uh, I'm having a really hard time picking a winner here. I don't think it's going to be Janela. I think it's going to be Darby or Jimmy Havoc. And uh, I guess I kind of want to pick Darby Allen just because... 
you know, they did kind of put some stock into him with that Cody feud. Kyle? Yeah, that's why I'm picking Darby Allen as well. You know, it's one of those things you can always go back to it, you know, like at some intermittent point in the future, like, oh, remember Darby? You had that draw with Cody, and Cody, you know, he wants revenge. But it would be a lot better if they went back to it and Darby was a guy who had also gotten wins over other people Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So I'm going to go with Darby for that reason, that, you know, hey, they obviously see something in him um, based on the fact they, you know, let him go the distance with Cody. And quite frankly, I think uh, uh, of the three, he's the one I like the most. Mm -hmm. Okay. Justin? You guys uh, verbalized my thoughts. I was going to go Darby Allen for all of those reasons. (laughs) All right. There we go. Simple enough. Let's move on to the women's match where this is the the winner that will face the winner of the Battle Royale earlier in the show. So we got Rio versus uh, Sheeta. And, and this is another one. It, it's really hard to, to pick a winner here. These are two wrestlers that the American crowd just doesn't know a whole lot about yet. Um, I think for me, I got to go with Rio just because of her involvement with Omega in the past. You know, they worked a lot together in DDT over in Japan. Um, so be just because of that connection, I think I'm going with Riho. Kyle. So has Rio worked multiple times or no? I can't remember. She worked at the last show, didn't she? In the, uh, the infamous Britt Baker concussion match. Has she yes. worked other than that? She did. She was in that. Okay. She was in the, uh, Six person, uh, the same one. At, uh, yeah, she was in the six person at um, uh, Double or Nothing mm-hmm. with the Kurosita. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Rio as well. Okay. Justin. To be contrarian, I'm going to go with Sheeta. <laughs> Why not? Let's throw it out there. All right. Moving on, right on down the line. Let's go to uh, the former Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears. Taking on Cody Rhodes. Um, it, it could be a pretty decent match. I don't think it's anywhere close to the matches that I would pick in contention for match of the night, which we haven't got to yet. Um, so here I could see them putting Spears over just to kind of give him some credibility. You know, if, if Cody loses, he's still a top guy in the promotion regardless. Um, Spears loses. Everyone thinks back to... His time as Ty Dillinger, where he lost constantly. Um, I don't know. If, if, if they do see this guy as someone that can be in that upper tier on the card, I would probably have Spears win just to kind of legitimize him here. Uh, but I personally, I'm just not sure he can be that guy. I have not been that enthralled with anything I've seen out of him in AEW so far. You know, they, they've built up this match with Cody, but I'm just not that into it personally. So... I think I am going to pick Spears just as a, you know, a, a nod to him to kind of put him on the map and give him that big win in the promotion. But I'm 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 not sold. He can be what some people think he can be here, Kyle. So I think one of the more overarching thoughts I have going into the show is it, it just you know watching the the road to all out videos on youtube it 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 feel there weren't as many of them as double or nothing it just didn't feel like the build was as strong as it was for double or nothing but this match to me is the exception this is the best built match on this show 
in my opinion, by leaps and bounds, really. I, I think they did a great job um, in those videos building this up. Um, I have been critical of Sean Spears as well, going back to Ty Dillinger. I thought people were insane with um, when he was in WWE, the degree to which they thought he should have been pushed. Um, I think he's got something here uh, with, you know, a great heel is someone who thinks he's right, but the audience doesn't agree. Um, you know, WWE, a lot of times, they make the mistake of the heel thinks he's right, and then, like, the audience is kind of like, yeah, yeah, he is right, actually. <laughs> so, um, in this case, I, I think Spears has done a tremendous job um, in the build. I think he has to, I don't know if he has to go over, but he certainly has to get, have you know, have heat coming out of the match. I mean, you can't have... Cody beat him clean and that be it. Yeah. Um, otherwise he is DOA. Um, the interesting thing is that they built up is, you know, during the contract signing, Tully is like, Oh, you know, I know Cody brings all these entourages out for his matches. Well, he's only allowed one guy at ringside during this. Mm -hmm. And who is that guy going to be? Uh, Meltzer talks about how some people have talked themselves. Oh, it's going to be Arn Anderson to combat Tully. I think it'd be cute. I don't think it would make any sense, really, though. Um, what would be interesting and would make sense is if it's MJF, who cut that promo saying, oh, you know, he, he would never be like Sean Spears. He would he could never turn on Cody, which, of course, because this is wrestling, and we all assume it's going to happen anyway, even before that promo, he's going to eventually turn on Cody. So could we see a situation where it's MJF and he turns on Cody too. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick Sean Spears here, and mm -hmm. we're, I am looking for Cody. I mean, this is the second big, you know, I we talked about it at Double or Nothing going in. I thought the Cody Dustin build blew everything away mm -hmm. uh, for Double or Nothing, and I think the build here has blown everything away uh, on the show. Mm -hmm. No, I I hope you didn't get me wrong there. I agree. The build has been good for. It. Like I said, they've they've put a lot into the build in this match. I just think. As a match, I'm just not that excited for it, personally. I, I don't think it holds a candle to a couple of the other matches that we're that we have coming up on this card as far as my excitement for watching it between the ropes. But yeah, I agree the build has been has been very good for this one and they've built it up over the last couple of months. So um hopefully they can deliver. Justin. I think it's almost definitely gonna be a Sean Spears. Um I am definitely in the camp of being a fan of him. Um, so I'm very uh, anxious to see what he can do uh, given the spotlight. Uh, and especially like, you know, partnering him up with Tully Blanchard, that'd be really weird for, you know, that to happen. And then for him just to lose to Cody. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the only other name I'd throw out for uh, Cody's uh, uh, assistant or partner would be Magnum TA. I don't know if he could really do much, but. Yeah. He's got a history with Tully, yeah. at least. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, they could. Yeah. All right. So, I, I think, by the way, if these two have, like, this blow-away match and come across as these, like, come across as stars, let's say this is, like, it's, like, a best-case scenario here. Like, kind of like Cody and Dustin, right? Cody mm -hmm. and Dustin wound up being a best-case scenario for those guys. Yeah. Let's say that happens again with these two. Isn't that, like, a really black mark against the WWE? I mean, we try to be objective on this show. I think we do a great job of it. But like that really would be like a like you see these two guys who are kind of like 
mid-card floundering guys in WWE. They come here and all of a sudden, you know, I mean, in the build, they felt like a big deal. Mm -hmm. And like if, you know, they come out of this match, both like an even bigger deal, that's like a black mark on WWE, in my opinion. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Hard to argue that for sure. Um, the the first of the two matches, you know, to me, it's it's pretty obvious Omega and Pac, and then this one, the ladder match with the Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks. To me, I mean, these are the two that should be the show stealing matches, at least on paper. And we're going to talk about the tag team match here first. It's for the AAA tag team titles. The Lucha Brothers have it. Young Bucks are challenging. This one had a scare last weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about John Moxley's interview uh, injury here in just a little bit. But uh, looked, there was reports Ray Phoenix, you know, he, he got hurt, mm-hmm. uh, ended up being okay, worked the next day, I believe. Uh, but uh, there was thoughts just like right after the uh, John Moxley injury and announcement on that. It was like later that day or the next day, I can't remember, but right around the same time that this one could be in trouble. Luckily, it's not. These two teams always have great matches. And the thing is... The Bucks have got the upper hand in uh, both of their AEW matches, right? Um, they mm-hmm. lost they lost the uh, tag team titles in AAA, obviously, back to the Lucha Brothers. Now, it would make, th- as I said, this is for the AAA tag team titles. It would make no sense to have the Young Bucks win those belts here since uh, AEW is starting up and you know full-time with AEW. Plus, the Lucha Brothers, if they want this to be a team that uh, is for real, they need to get a big win. So I, I see no possibility of the Young Bucks winning this match. I think the Lucha Brothers pretty much have to win. But I'm really, really looking forward to it. You introduce a ladder with these four guys. It should be an awesome match. I'm a huge fan of the Lucha Brothers. And uh, this is one of my most anticipated matches of the night easily. So... Yeah, definitely the Lucha Brothers, Kyle. The only counter I can argue to that is, you know, they haven't beaten the Young Bucks yet. And you don't want to just beat them just for the sake of the other team. Well, they beat them in AAA, not in AEW. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying, but yeah, I'm saying the AEW shows. Yeah, yeah. Young, the Young Bucks are like, I think, like the only main act or the only act um, that's won on all three shows. Yeah, undefeated. So, um you know, that's not a bad thing, certainly. You know, people like winners. Uh, but the nature of this match and the fact that it is for the AAA tag titles does lead you to believe that the Lucha Brothers are going to win here. Um, and then, you know, that would be, you know, straight tag matches. They'd be 1-1. And then, hypothetically, you could have them do the rubber match in the tag title tournament. Mm-hmm. Possibly even the final. Um, so... Yeah, I'll go Lucha Bros. Okay. Yep. Ryan Ryan summed it up for me. Uh, Lucha Bros. Yeah. And like you said, straight straight tag matches because they had the the six man at Fighter Fest that mm-hmm. the elite one. So Lucha Brothers on AEW have been on the losing end twice against the Bucks, but the one time was the six man. So, yeah. 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 I think I think they need the win here for sure. You want this to be one of your top tag teams. Uh, of of the new promotion, you got to give them a win. So yeah, and interesting, you know, the Bucks. Uh, we talked about it in our review of Fight for the Fallen, which you could check on the archives uh, if you're a patron. Um, that 
the the match with the Rhodes brothers. They tried doing something different, and I kind of liked it at least initially. But then it just got way too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we're going to get you know a young Bucks match on steroids, essentially with the introduction of the ladders. Yeah. Oh yeah. Make no mistake about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Three matches left. Uh, let's let's start off with the uh, the tag team match where the winners get a first round bye in the tag team tournament set to take place this fall on TNT. Got the best friends Chuck E. T. Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta taking on the Dark Order, and uh, I think I got to go with the Dark Order here. I mean, we've had all those vignettes with them. They featured them in the builds to uh, the last couple of shows, and uh, although I do like the best friends quite a lot i think chuck taylor's awesome i i gotta go with the dark order here kyle okay um i'm gonna go on a bit of a extended philosophical rant here um one of the most interesting things to me with aew is you know look at the booking moving forward and i think this is key for any promotion when it comes to booking is you know when to stay the course and when to punt. That's the essence of booking, right? And a great booker knows when to do each. Um, I bring this up because the Dark Order, has that gimmick has not really gotten over with the AEW audience. I think Stu Grayson's a good worker, um, but I think there was a lot of eye-rolling when they went over the match uh, last month and Fight for the Fallen. I think there were a lot of people, hey, this gimmick just, it ain't it. Um, so... I think it's going to be, you know, we, we've already seen some scaling back with the librarian gimmick, okay? And so, I, you know, WWE, often to its detriment, sometimes stays the course a little too long, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they dig their heels and, no, no, the audience is wrong. We're going to do it this way. Well, let's see what AEW does. And to me, I, I just, I don't think the Dark Order's it. I, I don't think that's the, the act you want having a buy in your tag team title tournament. I just don't. Um, they showed the best friends a little love and the road to all out videos. I'm going to go with them. What I would say is that now I know they've kind of said that AEW isn't going to have that, uh, typical heel face dynamic, but they don't really have like the heel tag teams. They, you know, they might want to legitimize them here a little bit as as a heel team, but yeah, I, I think it's just interesting to see what they do. You know, I mean, I'm not. Saying you just you know throw these guys out the pasture and it's over, but you know it, it's going to be that's something that I'm really interested to see because I, I think we can all agree the, the act is not. I mean, look, we're only a couple shows in, but yeah, you know absolutely. the act is, it, the act has not exactly been well received right. so far. So is this something where they hey no we believe in this act we're going to keep riding it you know it's going to work out or are they kind of like yeah maybe we need to retool this a little bit i think it's something very interesting to watch uh moving forward Mm -hmm. okay justin i think you have the heel team get a first round by and sit there while other teams you know have their matches so i'm going the dark order yeah okay good enough all right let's get to the top two now let me ask you how hurt was this show by John Moxley not being able to perform? Like, how how disappointed were you guys that that Moxley Omega match got canceled? And uh, what kind of damage do you think that did 
pay-per-view buy rates wise and just the general excitement for the show like what was your reaction kyle i was like yeah it sucks for him but i think the damage is actually kind of minimal believe it or not okay why do you say that um i don't think that many people were buying the show for john moxley i don't think that many people are buying the show for any one individual performer mm-hmm. i mean that that's sort of 2019 wrestling in a nutshell, isn't it? Where, you know, people are going for the experience for the entire car to have a good time. It's not, you know, I mean, it's not 30 years ago when if you lost one of the key performers on a show, I mean, my God, you'd be dead. But, um, you know, and a lot of times guys would work hurt, you know, would, you know, they, they would work. I mean, I remember listening to, um, Pritchard talk about WrestleMania five, how, you know, in modern, you know, if this, if it was the present day, there's no way Randy Savage would work. He had a terrible staph infection and there's no way he would have worked, um, in the present day, but it was 1989 and there was absolutely zero chance. Uh, he couldn't work that match Mm -hmm. against Hulk Hogan. So, um, it's not 1989 anymore. Um, it's, it was disappointing because I mean, in a sense that, okay, Moxley was your big, debut at double or nothing it's not a good thing that he's not working this show by any means but i don't think it's a killer either quite frankly i think the aew audience has seen a lot of john moxley obviously over the last month in the g1 um and they're getting what i feel is probably an adequate replacement yeah no i agree i think this is probably going to be a better match honestly um and my initial thought was that well, they can just save it for TNT. You know, that, that that might pop a little bit of a rating for them when they're yeah. going up against NXT. I mean, I mean, they're obviously going to go back to it. Yeah. Um, I, I just I just don't think that, I mean, there's probably sub-absence that would, like, really harm this show. But overall, I mean, you know, I, I think, I don't think there's any one performer you could have taken off this show um, and there would have been a substantial decrease uh, in interest. Sean Spears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what, what, like, like the closest is probably the box, right? Yeah. I mean, people who love the box, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe. But I, I just, again, I, I think people nowadays they it, it's more about the experience and the totality of the card. It's not a. It's not like it was when, you know, thirty years ago. When it was a one match show, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the when the undercard was an afterthought and everyone was just waiting for the main event. It's not really like that anymore. Yeah, Justin. Um, I am way more excited for Pac Omega than I was for Moxley Omega. Moxley just doesn't do it for me. Plus, you know, this is a. A debut, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this is an improvement. Yeah. So, you know, there was all that drama with Pac when he couldn't work the show at uh, Double or Nothing, and uh, at the time he was the the Dragon Gate champion. So there was all that talk about how he couldn't he couldn't lose, he couldn't possibly lose, and that was going to impact AW's booking <laughs> with them. Talk about thirty. Talk about a thirty years ago mentality. <laughs> So, Pac is no longer the Dragon Gate champion. He can lose now. Uh, We don't really know what his schedule is going to be with AEW yet. 
But uh, agree, I agree with Justin. I was more excited when I heard we were getting this match now. Uh, and uh, I think Omega wins, but it's it's going to be a heck of a match. I'm really looking forward to it. This one or the Bucks Lucha Brothers match should be the match of the night. And uh, yeah, I'm going with Kenny Omega. So your pick, Kyle. Well, I think we need to, and we don't know, obviously, what the original plan for Omega Moxley was. If Omega was going to lose that match, then I would still have him lose here. If he was going to win that match, I think then you need to, there obviously would have to be a discussion about what to do with the sub. You know, Vince McMahon used to be an edict for years uh, when you have a sub, that sub goes over. Um, I'm inclined to go with Pac, quite frankly, uh, because I don't know if you want to beat him his first time out. You can. It might not be the end of the world. Uh, but I think you could then play up, well, Omega, was he had prepared for Moxley, and there was this late sub. He lost, and he, you know, you've got a reason to do a rematch down the line. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that, that that's the interesting thing. You know, what was the original plan for Omega Moxley? And then, you know, how does that affect the booking here? But I'm going to go Pac. All right, Justin. Does Do we think that Pac was going to be involved in this pay-per-view to begin with? Because it seems like they got him in there as a replacement pretty quickly. Uh, Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't believe so. I haven't heard that, but uh, well, they did get Meltzer, it signed quick. Yeah, Meltzer had reported that they did have him for some, like, they don't have him under a long-term deal. They have him for a short-term deal, I believe, for five matches. And the Hangman Page match that they used over in England did count towards one of those five dates. So okay. he's got. So right now he's contracted for this and three more dates. Oh, well, having that information, I'm going Omega. Yeah, for me, it's it's just hard for me to imagine. Like again, I think the Lucha Brothers are pretty much a lock against the Bucks. It's hard for me to imagine the Bucks and Omega lose on this show. And with Omega being the the regular guy, I think he has to. I I really think he has to win here. But should be a really 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 good match. So looking forward to it a lot. Um, I'm not sure I can say I'm looking forward to the. First match for the AEW World Championship near as much which, as those yeah, two. Yeah, which is which that to me is a bigger issue than John Moxley not being here. Yes, the the Adam Page push just has not taken off whatsoever. We we talked about that on the fight for the Fallen post show, and he was actually getting booed by the crowd at Fight for the Fallen, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a rough go of it. I you know as we pick the winner here to me. To me, if I'm booking this, it's pretty simple. But uh, I'm not saying I'm a huge fan <laughs> of what I see happening. But uh, it kind of goes back to what we said back in May when we looked at what happened with Omega and Jericho. And I believe maybe it was Justin that called it. But you know, at the time, you were talking about Jericho becoming the world champion and kind of putting the title on the map. Was that you, Justin, talking about how they could always say in the lineage then that, you know, Jericho was the first champion and he's a big name? 
keep keep talking about how smart I am. Yeah. Keep going. I'm not quite done yet. <laughs> I got to pick Chris Jericho here. I just I know I know Paige is the guy they want long term to be the big deal, but it just it hasn't worked yet. I don't see how you put the belt on him right now. So I think you put it on Jericho. If you really want to go with Paige, you can have him chase him for a little bit and try to heat him up some more. But uh, I, it, it does pain me to say it a little bit, but I, I would have to go with Chris Jericho here, Kyle. Yeah, it's going to be Chris Jericho. Yeah. I, I just think when you look at future matchups, it just makes more sense. Like for the Jericho, there's a lot of people who could chase him. Um, with Adam Page, I, I'll be honest with you. I think there isn't anyone on this card who stands to gain or potentially lose more than him. Um, when I say that, yes, it has not worked, but um, he needs more than anyone on this show to have a good performance Saturday night because it, it hasn't necessarily worked. And it's not all his fault. I I don't think he's been really put into a great position, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, if it was WWE, I think the booking would be crucified. Uh, it's AEW, so that won't be. Again, consider the sources when you hear criticism, folks. Um, but, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense for Jericho to win here. Interesting, Jericho, though, did tweet earlier in the week, a bigger star will be made at All Out than WWE has done in the last six months. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, I mean, Paige can, like, that's the thing. Like, Paige could stand to gain a lot here even in like defeat if he like has a if he looks good mm-hmm. like if page had you know if he has a really really strong in-ring performance and loses that's fine he just needs to i think just be viewed yeah he just needs to get the crowd behind him really for for if anything else because mm-hmm. i just don't know how behind him they are yeah agreed all right, Justin, give us your wisdom. No, I, I think it's Jericho, like I initially thought when uh, he won the opportunity. I mean, you know, I don't see how you go into uh, your first show on TNT with a guy that, you know, a vast majority of the average wrestling fan probably has no idea who he is. So I think you go with the name. Um, and... You know, Jericho said this is the best contract, you know, he's ever had. And I, I don't think that contract is, is going to, you know, age, you know, better than it is right now. This is where you strike with Jericho's at the beginning. You know, yes. this is when he has his most uh, uh, star power, you know, especially coming off of, you know, the last uh, couple years he's had. He's not going to get any bigger than right now. Yeah. Yeah. And to Justin's point, if you were going to go with a guy who wasn't that known, um, on the national uh, on the national scene, I guess, or by the casual audience, you would go with Kenny Omega, not Adam Page. Mm-hmm. You know, it, um, so it, it makes I think all the sense in the world for Chris Jericho because yeah, if he doesn't win the title, then what do you exactly do with him? Yeah, you know, I mean, like it's like oh okay, well you know you, you do you you want to strike while the iron is I guess hot with Jericho. I don't know how hot the iron is, but. Um, you know, there's no better time to make him the champion than right now. Yeah, and that's what makes for more compelling television, a, a baby-faced title run or, you know, somebody chasing the bad guy. Yeah, and I think there's just a lot of potential matchups with him as champion, whereas with Adam Page, I just, I don't see that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, agreed. So where would you guys rank your excitement for this show versus the other three AEW shows we've had so far? You know, like, if you if you put them one through four, which of the shows was your most anticipated? And then where does this one fall? For me, Double or Nothing is still easily the most anticipated. Some of that was the fact that it was the first show. Uh, ended up being really good, too. Uh, I felt like those two shows in the summer just... They were just kind of their place. Yeah, they, shows. They, they weren't intended to be. I mean, if someone said Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fall was their most looked forward to uh, AEW show ever, I'd say Chop Me Out of Line, brother. I mean, because, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, that's just... Yeah. I, I, I just don't understand. Yeah, know, I'd still that, say this one, though, is is significantly lower than Double or Nothing for me. Like, I'm, I am definitely looking forward to it, but it just... It hasn't hit that level of double nothing for me. I, I'm I'm more looking forward to the TNT show. You know, if I compare this to TNT. And, and I think we said that months ago that the TNT debut is more important than this show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I'm with you. I I was looking forward to double nothing more than this, but mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, we've seen sometimes it shows that you're not looking forward to the most catch you by surprise. That absolutely. dirty word called expectations. That is for sure. Absolutely, Justin. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know their first show that's going to be hard to top for excitement but um i think there's more matches on this one i'm excited for okay uh by far uh pock and omega more than anything that was on double or nothing uh i'd put the ladder match on there and uh i you know it's i i get excited for you know inaugural first time world champions especially on a promotion that's you know going to be on equal footing with nxt i think that's exciting so even though I'm not super high on either performer right now, I'm excited for Paige and Jericho. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's Double or Nothing, guys. Check it out on Saturday night, Bleacher Report Live for U.S. customers, internationals on Fight TV. And uh, we will be talking about it. Top Rope Nation Extra, doing the full recap and review of the show. You can find that exclusively over on Patreon.com slash top rope nation uh we'll probably be putting that out i would think on sunday we got to talk about our schedule but uh, it should be up within 24 hours of the end of the show you can enjoy that on your labor day weekend and kyle I, we haven't even talked about this do you have a deep dive for us this week i've always got a deep dive every all week right. i'll have a deep dive for you every day if you ask <laughs> all um, right well so- it's time well I, I gotta give you the intro here kyle it is time for the kyle ross I love this sport. Deep dive of the week. Take away, Kyle. Try to always make these things topical, and uh, we've got a double-edged sword here. Uh, Pac, as we just talked about, taking part in this Saturday's big show, and uh, also making headlines recently in the industry of professional wrestling is NXT's impending move to uh, USA and how it will be on cable television. Uh, that got some people talking on Twitter about their favorite match ever at Full Sail. Uh, and while I don't know if this, I would say this is my favorite, one I went and watched based on a recommendation and really enjoyed um, was, was Sami Zayn and Mr. Uh, Adrian Neville, now Pac, uh, December 11, 2014. Hell of a choice. Great match. Yeah. I remember so, talking yeah. a lot about that one with Justin at the time. Yeah. I that I love that match. Mm-hmm. Love that match. Definitely worth a revisit. It's crazy. It's been almost five years since we had that match. Yeah. Even and like I mean, 
and if you go and watch that one, you just as well go back a couple months and watch the uh, the four way match with yeah. uh, Breeze and Tyson Kidd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what? How many of the first takeovers? When was the first non full sale takeover? I would have to look that up. I, I, would it be Brooklyn? I was thinking Brooklyn. Yeah, too. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Brooklyn. Yeah, let's look down the events here. Uh, you know, I know, I know. Meltzer gave that undisputed era uh, mustache Fountain tag match uh, five stars. I don't know how, and like, I don't know how much I liked that ending, where Tyler Bate just didn't inter- just didn't break up the submission, <laughs> and he threw the towel in instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of good matches. I mean, Sasha and Bailey, the Iron Woman, was at full sale. Wait, so the one you're talking about, wasn't that at the UK event? No. Or, because they did a callback at the Brooklyn show of where Trent Seven like was going to throw on the towel, but then he didn't. Yes. So, no, they, they wrestled on TV. Okay. Undisputed Era Mustache Mountain. Yeah, gotcha. they, no, they wrestled on TV, and he, and he did throw the – that's when they, he did throw the towel in. That's the one that got five stars. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was the Brooklyn show in 2015. That was the first okay. takeover out of Full Sail. Yeah. So, all right. Well, check it out. Definitely worth the uh, the revisit. I would agree. That's a really really good match. I think I might have to watch it tonight because uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. So I don't think I've seen it since 2014, personally. So thank you, Kyle as always for the excuse to go back and use my WWE network subscription and watch an old professional wrestling match. And we're um, just, we, we should, you know, if you're a patron, we will be getting to backlash. Oh, two very soon. Yes. We will have two Our editions of classics coming out in September. Uh, we have not put that one out because we will have two editions of top rope nation extra now uh, in August. Uh, I guess it'll probably hit September 1st with all out being the last day in August. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're planning on recording that here in the next week or two. And then we'll have another uh, Top Rope Nation Classics before the end of September. So send us your suggestions on the message board over on Patreon. Oh, no, I thought we'd already didn't we uh, did, didn't we already decide that between us? I thought I liked my idea. Oh, you're right. You did. Well, still throw us your suggestions anyways, because uh, we got we can add it to the itinerary. That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. I uh, also want to throw a shout out. If you are a patron of the show, you saw I did the live drawing just a couple of days ago for the uh, the Randy Savage Slim Jim figure. We've been talking about on the show for weeks now. We finally had that live drawing. All our patrons were entered. And uh, big shout out to Gabe. He won the drawing. He won the live drawing, getting that figure out to him, sending it on his way. Hopefully he enjoys this ultra rare WWE Elite figure. I got it on display, my version here. It's an awesome figure. I think you like it a lot, Gabe. Uh, we are going to be doing more giveaways on the Patreon page as we go throughout the fall. So make sure, sign up, give it a try. Check out the bonus content, all the archives on there. It's the only place you're going to be able to hear that AEW All Out recap show. So with that being said, guys, I think we'll take it home this week. Should be a busy weekend, hopefully a relaxing weekend with the holiday weekend here in the United States. Justin, looking forward to seeing you on Saturday night, as always. Yeah, and may I just say real quick, uh, 
I guess I'm going to stay uh, straight and married because congratulations, Finn Balor. Apparently he's a married man now. <laughs> he is. Quite the ceremony out in the jungle from the looks of it. Wearing shorts. What a nerd. <laughs> uh, Kyle, good to have you back on the show this week. Let's finish this off, Tulane. <laughs> you got some money right on the mat, on the uh, game? Oh, yeah. We got the green wave here, man. We're, we're up big. What a, a strong showing for Willie Fritz's squad here, huh? <laughs> Very nice. Follow Kyle on Twitter, at TRPKyle. You can get me at Ryan Drosty and Justin at Justin Joint. The show is at Top Rope Nation. We're also on Facebook, um, and we are on Instagram as well. Shout out to the producers of the show, Derek, Kyle, Tim, Forrest, Sean, Gabe, Carlo, and Liam. As always, thank you guys so much for your support. We appreciate it. And uh, we will be back Sunday on Patreon with the All Out Extra Review Show, Top Rope Nation Extra Review Show, and uh, next week with Top Rope Nation Episode 114. Enjoy your weekend and enjoy AEW All Out. We'll catch you then. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.